Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. And today we're talking about posture. We're going to discuss, uh, I need to be very aware. If you guys are watching this on Facebook, you'll see I need to be very aware that my posture is up to scratch while I'm sitting here. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching this in the Facebook group um, or if you're watching this live, um, you guys can can see if I'm if, if, if I'm actually adhering to what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this in the podcast, then first of all, uh, I would highly recommend you jump inside our Facebook group. Um, and uh, it, of course, if, if not, then the, the link to that will be below. So today we're going to discuss posture. And I want to discuss um, posture disorders. I want to discuss the importance of a good posture um, and some of the science behind um, those of you who may struggle with poor posture or what can improve um, your posture and then the benefits of this um, improved posture on general health and life. Um, things like forward head posture. Um, I know there's, uh, I've looked at meta-analysis and the relationship between forward head posture and neck pain. Um, and there's some, been some systematic reviews about that um, over the last few years. Um, I've also looked into the effect of forward head posture on thoracic shape and respiratory function. So in other words, your ability to, um, to perform, your ability to, let's say your thoracic shape or the thoracic part of your spine, um, and the improvement that your posture will have on both of those. Um, and the data is significant. The data really is significant. And it's something I'm excited to, um, to give a little uh, insight uh, into you guys, what I've been you know, going through. And as always, when I, when I do these podcasts, I do a significant amount of research um, before I do them. And, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I discuss is um, refined information of let's say my, my scientific background, but it's also important. And, and obviously, you know, you guys will, will call me on this, but that I'm continuing to improve my knowledge. Um, and, you know, being able to share that with you in a simplified way, uh, read some literature and give you guys my perspective, um, is always, uh, you know, for, for me at least, um, important. Um, so I'm going to discuss, I suppose the best thing to do is, I suppose, in a sense, is discuss the anatomy of um, in basic shape. So quite simply, there are four main areas of, um, let's say, posture zones. Now, there's the head, the torso, the pelvis, and the legs. So generally speaking, the torso should stay quite stable, whereas the head, the pelvis, and your legs should be quite mobile, or at least significantly more mobile um, than, than your torso. Um, a balanced posture involves your neck flexors, right, on the front of your neck, your neck extensors, the back of your neck, um, and your upper and lower back consist of your back extensors, 
Um, and then around the hip joint, you've got things like uh, hip extensors, gluteus maximus, hamstrings, hip flexors, um, your rectus femoris, um, which is a, a quadricep muscle that's quite important. Most importantly, in, in lots of ways, it's the relationship between your abdominals um, and your back extensors, both upper and lower. And trying to get a good balance um, in that posture, I'm trying to stay very uh, I'm trying to stay very on it when, when I'm sitting here is important. Um, and things like having some of these areas that are tight or weak or um, say inflexible um, are things that can be worked on. Things can be worked on and improved over time. However, as, as we all know, there are some, let's say, disorders or um, some aspects of poor posture that can um, be, we'll say, hereditary or that you can pick up due to exercise, etc. cetera. Um, so let me touch on a few uh, posture disorders um, that maybe some of you may have or be aware of or suffer from. So as you can imagine, um, you know, normal posture is as such um, where everything is in alignment. You can have a, um, say, a lordosis, which is generally a over, overly, um, an over curvature of the lower part of the spine, which will normally, um, it's probably quite common on, um, quite common on, well, it's all of these have, have different parameters. Um, but generally speaking, an, an over curvature of the lower part of the spine is lower doses. Okay. An over curvature of um, the upper spine or um, around your um, clavicle or your um, shoulder blades is called kyphosis. Now, a flat back is virtually or, or very little um, curvature in your spine whatsoever. Um, and then you've got what's called scoliosis which is um, a curvature to the left or the right, okay? So you, you'll see these um, you know, in a little bit more detail. And I've done a, a LinkedIn article as well, which kind of gives you some uh, diagrammatic representation of this. Um, this may be more useful. Now, there are reasons for poor posture and there are potential treatments. Now, the important thing is, that something like this is, um, is something that is dynamic. Unless you have, let's say, a specific disorder, then, and, and although there's a lot of work in improving that and uh, the ability to improve that, of course, you know, depending on how severe it is, um, it will either allow you to take control of a poor posture or potentially rectify it depending. So generally posture reasons would, would be things like uh, no activity, um, lifting heavy or too heavy, uh, genetic predeposition, incorrect workplaces or always being hunched over, um, having a bag on your shoulder on one side, um, poor footwear, generally high heels can play a role. I'm not saying don't wear high heels. I'm just saying um, literature has shown that um, it in some individuals, this may be a cause or may exacerbate their um, scoliosis, kyphosis, lordosis, or one of these. Um, now, there are treatments, of course. Now, generally speaking, or things you can do to either minimize 
um, the risk of developing poor posture um, or improve your posture sitting in a correct workplace. Okay. Walks in open air. And I spoke about this in the last episode of the podcast, um, how your posture or your uh, lung volume can be improved by frequent walking. Uh, physical exercise for a few reasons. One, because it forces um, an improved lung volume and a control of your abdominals, but also your erector muscles in your back, which um, w- will no doubt improve posture. Um, improving tone and tension in muscles that are involved in keeping a posture in place. Um, wearing a backpack, believe it or not, depending on which of those poor posture disorders, or if you have a poor posture, a backpack allows you, because generally speaking, it's more, we're more hunched over. We're more, um, we are more uh, protracted than we should be and hunched. Whereas having a retracted um, stance or um, stature um, is of course helped by having a backpack. The right mattress, believe it or not, um, those of you who, who love a good mattress. Now, it is probably, and I say this myself and my friends, obviously I'm uh, very fortunate to have a number of properties. Every time I purchase a property and move in, I'm very uh, reluctant to buy um, a huge amount of, let's say, furniture or um, I'm such a minimalist. Uh, but the first thing is always a good mattress. Um, and I think that's something that... Um, you, you, we really uh, should pay attention to. Um, so something like that can be, um, it can be huge in improving your posture. Um, like I mentioned, kyphosis, flat back, sway back is, is quite similar or forward head. These are say variations of some of these posture disorders. But you can also have like a hollow back, flat pelvis, slumping posture, uh, military posture, sh- rounded shoulders, there's so many different uh, phrases for a lot of these um, lumbar lordosis, um, which is, uh, you know, uh, that, that exaggerated arch in the lower back, thoracic kyphosis, a forward head, a sway back. There's, there's a few, um, the best thing you can do if you, if you feel like your uh, posture could be improved, um, an idea would be to have a look at maybe a simple Google search and you may have a better idea which of these um, is maybe causing an issue. Um, however, the major anti-gravity muscles that maintain this erect position allow you to improve posture, okay? So body alignment, posture, um, and as I mentioned, you need to make sure that there's um, there needs to be symbiosis with this and there needs to be a... Um, a good relationship between the uh, muscles on the front of your back, uh, the muscles on the, let's say the uh, anterior or the posterior anterior parts of your body. Okay. Um, now, generally speaking, we, we, we think about flexors and in, in the uh, anterior part of the body and extensors in the posterior part of the body. When we're talking about um, posture, neck extensors, neck flexors in the front, um, spinal extensors on the back, spinal flexors on the front, etc. cetera. Uh, hamstrings and quadriceps or quads, of course, will, um, will, will play a role. But even in your calves, so your gastrocnemius and your soleus um, and your, t- your tibialis anterior, which is obviously that, um, the, the, the muscle that just about runs along the side of your shin bone, 
um, will if that this is all playing a symbiotic um, orchestra in a sense, like a symphony. Uh, they're all you know playing on the same level, um, but on different frequencies with different instruments, and it, it's all going together to to create you standing where you are, to create you in a um, efficient um, stance or a um, a good posture like uh, environment. Um, so I, I think this is huge. I think this is something that definitely isn't looked at enough when it comes to improving uh, results or getting more results or better results, um, you know, in relation to any of us, you know, and not just um, athletes. Um, for most of us, when we're trying to become a better version of ourselves, um, I think this is, this is definitely overlooked. Now, I don't know how many of you uh, feel like your posture is on point. I don't know how many of you feel like this is something that you can improve, but I'd be very surprised if this isn't something we could all improve slightly, even if it's just a few percent. And it's something quite small. And when I say quite small, I mean, it's quite, it's quite slight to adjust it. Um, now, things like shoulder impingements can, uh, a lot of you may have shoulder impingements or you've broken a collarbone or um, dislocated shoulder and things like that, that will slowly manifest over time and cause issues with your posture um, or your ability to protract and retract during exercises, you know. Um, what I wanted to do is go through maybe um, a few studies that I looked at um, that I found quite interesting. And I, I mentioned them at the start, but let's say the first one that, that really took me by surprise, well, not took me, but took me by surprise, but um, that really gave me a wow feeling was the effect of head posture on your thoracic shape and therefore respiratory function. In other words, um, you know, your ability to, uh, let's say, perform better. And an example was, um, you know, this study was done, I think it was 2019. Um, and, and obviously, this study investigated the effect that having a forward head posture um, on the, your, your thoracic shape, both upper and lower um, in adults. Um, and the, the idea of this was to get a better understanding between, let's say, the forward head posture, be too forward or too far back, and the impact that that can have. Um, so I think 15 men were recruited, and uh, all of these participants were instructed to respire in both the forward and the neutral head postures while seated, okay? And respiratory function was, was assessed, and, you know, this is done during a, uh, with the spirometer. So... Um, thoracic shape during respiration was assessed and obviously they used I think it was 23 different markers on both the upper and the lower thorax compared to um, compared to the other posture um, and doing this force vital capacity uh, expiratory and inspiratory so breathing in breathing out reserve volumes um, and it forced expiratory volumes at one second uh, in, in other words, to see 
the difference that you would have in your reserve lung volume versus how much you're able to inhale, exhale. Um, and the upper thorax showed that there was a greater forward shift um, in the lower thorax um, and showed a greater forward uh, inward uh, shift with head posture uh, than the neutral when it was forward than when, when it was neutral. Um, and, and that to me, like assessing this on a very small level, and this is just a very small tilt, I think the, the degree of movement that they were looking, so they call it FHP, so forward head posture versus NHP, which is neutral head posture. Um, and with a very small deviation um, in forward head tilt, they were able to see a significant improvement in the reserve volume in the lungs during respiration. Um, you know, and, and I think this is, this is significant in the sense of, well, if this is just a small tilt in your, you'd say leaning forward slightly, well, what impact would it have for you to um, have, let's say, lordosis or kyphosis or, um, you know, being hunched over all of the time, um, not taking enough time to address your seat at work. Um, I think there's there's a lot of value in asking yourself this question, like, is your posture good? Now, some of you I see, and you've got amazing posture. A lot of our students have amazing posture. Um, sometimes this comes down to improved confidence, maybe when they lose some weight on our program, who knows? Um, no, but I think this is definitely something to be aware of. Um, and impaired, uh, you know, posture um, can, can can impact not just you know how you look, but muscle imbalances, um, your ability to perform, your ability to recover, um, and I think that's not something that should be um, not something that, that should be overlooked. But also the relationship between forward head posture and neck pain. Now that's a little bit more obvious. Um, and there's been a lot of meta-analyses done on this. I think it was a, um, a total of 15 cross-sectional studies um, were taken. And, you know, the summary was, uh, I think the review found that age played an important role as a, a co-founding factor in the relation between forward head uh, posture and neck pain. So the results for, for, from this meta-analysis, a meta-analysis is a mixture of a significant amount of studies, 15 in this case, um, and it showed, obviously, the results that adults with neck pain showed an increase in forward head posture compared to, let's say, asymptomatic adults um, that had, um, let's say, neck pain, but it wasn't uh, as apparent. Um, so what they saw was they were able to see a drastic conclusion between uh, or um, a significant conclusion between those who had a forward head postural tilt and people who had neck pain. And that makes sense. And whether it's a case and it becomes a snowball effect, right? If you can imagine, if you have a forward head tilt, you're putting either more strain on your neck or your neck's becoming weaker or unable to hold your neck upright versus and, and listen we're all doing this like right now i think if you're if you're sat at a desk you could be doing this as well i know i i need to improve mine as well um so th this essentially increases the compressive loading on tissues in the cervical spine okay uh, and this is uh, particularly in facet joints and ligaments so studies have reported obviously symptoms including neck pain as i mentioned headaches um musculoskeletal disorders all related to this forward head 
uh, posture. Um, it greatly influ uh, influences respiratory function, as I mentioned, um, but also like rounded shoulders. So what they call it is FH, uh, FH or SP, forward head, round shoulder posture, um, which can result in shoulder pain also and dysfunction of uh, alter um, scapular um, ki uh, kinematics, I think is what's called. Um, in other words, the alignment of your ability to perform or do exercises involving uh, the upper part of your body and mainly your shoulders. So, you know, if you're lifting quite heavy in the gym and you already are, uh, let's say, uh, forwardly posture dominant, then this is not going to hold well for you continually focusing as, as most of us do on chest, shoulders, arms, and very um, frontal dominant in our movements rather than things like, uh, you know, focusing on scapular retraction and let's say rear delt work, um, a lot of back work. It, it's, it's no surprise that, you know, chest and shoulders and, and maybe, you know, arms are, or at least biceps um, play a pivotal role in upper body uh, hypertrophy programs. Um, and I think it's really important that we're aware of the importance of, um, you know, good postural movements. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, that, that can't go overlooked. It should go overlooked at least. So, uh, and, and obviously this correlation between trunk posture as well um, and neck reposition sense among subjects um, with this forward head uh, posture was, um, was, was, was correlated. So they looked then at, let's say, trunk posture. Um, and as you can imagine, if, you're if you've got a forward head posture tilt, well, then your thoracic or your trunk, your trunk posture needs to almost have to counterbalance. Otherwise, you would, um, you know, e even be more out of kilter as well. This is something, and truthfully, that I should have um, maybe adopted a little sooner in, in, in myself. And um, it's definitely something I think that we can all improve. My question to you guys is, is uh, how would you how would you rate your posture one to ten would you say it's amazing or would you say it can be improved because a lot of the conversations that we have you know when we're speaking obviously we've we've done a few um elite consultation calls with uh, a few of you obviously this is um this is only a new thing and when we kind of dig deep into what you're currently doing for your um you know to succeed and hit your goals the vast majority of you aren't focusing on the fundamentals. And when I say fundamentals, I don't mean training, nutrition, supplementation. I mean things like breathing, sleeping, recovery, um, hydration, uh, breathing. Um, I said breathing twice. Maybe, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. It's probably twice as important. Uh, posture, digestion, stress management, all of these things will have a bigger impact on than, than any supplement you can take, than any, you know, creatine or steroid or anything that people are worried about taking or thinking about taking that will get them a better result. I can tell you, if you sleep well, you have a very refined nutritional program that suits you and your digestive system, that you're able to recover optimally, that you're happy in your in what you're doing, good relationship with a coach, mentor, or um, just a just a group of like-minded individuals. You set goals, and you problem solve every week or so how you're going to get there. Then this becomes, you know, just 
everything in terms of getting a result. The, 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 the supplements you take and how many carbs you have, all of that falls into a nothingness. Um, you know, the, you have to build all of this on good foundations. And I really urge all of you to take that on board. Um, I know a lot of you um, have, have been asking, we had, um, we opened up some spaces on a new program, our cover model mentorship, which is um, a highest level program. We have, we took a small number um, that we've been working with for the last month or two, which is an amazing um, little experiment. It's going really, really well. Obviously, um, they're working with myself and Wade. If you guys are listening to this, um, how are you guys doing? I hope you guys are well. Um, we've got an extra call every week, and you know we work quite closely with um, with you know with these students and and try and focus on the things that normally get overlooked: nutrition, supplementation. Um, is is a standard we're looking at recovery um, you know cognitive function sexual performance uh, optimization of um, your morning routine all of these things that normally get overlooked and we're digging quite deep into that and, and that's really exciting um, I think Wade's keen to open up um, you know another few spaces uh, I keep trying to push it off I you know I I think maybe give it another few weeks, we may open up a, you know, maybe 10 slots or so. Um, but we're just loving it so much that I think that's something that we're going to continue to do and, and work a little closer. Um, obviously, they, they get extra contact, extra extra calls and things like that. But it, it's really amazing for myself and Wade to be able to work on a closer level and look through things like posture and things like um, you know digestive issues, digestive health, autoimmune disease, um, things that is normally are, are quite hard to work with, um, especially remotely. And we're managing to do that within this mentorship. So um, that's exciting. Uh, I know there's been dozens, I think there was maybe 40, 44, 45, 46 of you um, sent an email, um, have sent an email um, since then. I think it's, it's nearing 50 who are keen and interested to, to join the mentorship. That's not, um, you can't apply. It's uh, it's an invite only thing. So um, but that being said, we're definitely looking at um, taking on maybe a few more in the next month or so. I think we'll probably open up a few spaces next month. Um, so that's super exciting. So if that is something that you're interested in, uh, there should be, um, you know, you can contact us somehow. Um, I know a lot of you already have. So I may leave a link below here. This may be a little bit premature, so we may do it in the next few weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, obviously, I'll be um, talking you guys through some more details in relation to that and uh, same, same with the last program it's actually cheaper than any um, than, than working with us one-to-one -one. and and the reason we did that and we're quite transparent about that is that we get such a you know a massive buzz from doing that that it was very much a mutual symbiotic thing so we're excited to um, to launch um, maybe a few spaces on that next month and talk through things like posture um, and no doubt some of you will have um, posture diseases or posture disorders um, or are just very aware that you need to um, improve your posture. And if that's something that you're interested in discussing um, in the meantime, the best thing you can do for that is to go into the Facebook group. So if you listen to this on the podcast, um, scroll below and you can click the link to join our Facebook group. Um, that's where we put all of, this is where this is being streamed into right now. Um, you know, you guys can jump in there, ask any questions that you like. Um, you know, we're, we're always there to, to try and help. There's a lot of free content, free downloads. 
um, you know, free resources for us to help you become the best version of you. Whatever you guys are doing, wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you're being safe. I hope your families are awesome. Um, as always, try and find something today to be super, super grateful for. Um, and remember, like I say at the end of every podcast, make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Guys, as always, there are multiple ways that you can get cover model ready or get that cover model body of your dreams absolutely for free with us. Uh, the first is, of course, by clicking the link below, you can get started. You can download one of our guides, be it a training nutritional guide. Um, we have multiple to choose from. Uh, secondly, you can join our free training support group. This is on Facebook uh, where we do lives. I record a lot of these episodes in there, as you guys have seen and uh, we add a huge amount of exercise execution video content in there tips tricks downloads um, and it's a great community now with nearly four five six thousand people um, that are all coming together that have the same positive uh, goals um, you know over let's say the next one to two years our plan is to help tens of thousands of people for free in that group and we would love you to be a part of it uh, last but not least, um, you also have the ability to book a free strategy call with myself and my team. Um, this we you know used to sell these on the website for anything from 500, 600 pounds a go. Um, this is basically a brainstorm where we sit down with you and we talk you through the exact roadblocks that you have ahead of you, the challenges that you've been facing, and really map out um, you know what the next six to nine months, even twelve months looks like for you. Um, I can't stress this is not a sales call. This is nothing about our program. This is very much about you as a thank you, first and foremost, to listening to the podcast. And secondly, we see so much value in adding so much um, applicable knowledge, knowing that you guys are going to go away and kill it. Um, and of course, you know, some of you guys see the value of that call and go, wow, you know what? It makes absolute sense. I would love some help, and that's great. Um, but first and foremost, it's a give. Um, whatever you guys are doing, I hope you're staying safe. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You guys know this is a, you know, uh, the biggest guilty pleasure that I have. And I love being able to impact as many views as I absolutely can on a weekly basis. Peace. It's never too late to change your life. The story's not over.